This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Freezing cold in Einstein, Tuesday. You're the cold maze, say one. Freezing cold in Einstein, Tuesday. All right. It's getting green out there, Alpina. Thank God. Dude, it's finally spring. It's finally spring. Didn't feel like it the past couple of days? No. But the sun shines out. Sun shines. really all that matters. And the, blue, and the sky's blue. It's not yeah. that crappy overcast. Yeah, look outside right now. It Wait looks like the, it right now. It's beautiful. For the next three days, it's going to pour rain. I know. It's going to no, pour it's, Saturday. It's March and April. That happens from time to time, but... Hey, let me ask you a question, just randomly. I like I like random questions at the beginning of the show from you, Alpina. Do you think uh, would you go see the Adam Sandler uh, comedy show that's coming here? It's coming to town, St. Louis, on June fifth. Would you go? Would you pay to see Adam Sandler? I love late '90s Adam Sandler comedy. Yes, the movies, the stand-up, yeah, all of it. Yeah, I could not get through his Netflix special. See, that's what worries me because it's the same thing. It's 100% fresh. It's the same exact. I'm reading about it right now. It says he's coming here June 5th, and it'll be at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Maybe it'll be funnier in person. Is that that an outside? Yes. So he's going to do it outside? The comedy show? Doesn't that seem odd? I mean, it's also the place that holds the most people in town. Next to Enterprise Center. Enterprise Center. Enterprise Center is because there's 10,000. 10,000 in the lawn and 10,000 under, under the under the canopy. Wow, yeah, so he can get 20,000 in there. Wow. I, I'm just shocked he's not doing it's it. bigger like than the, the Fox. It's bigger than... Uh, Enterprise must be already, must already be booked somewhere around where he when, when he can be here. I'll tell you what, it's pretty cheap, Pretty cheap though. Get a four-pack of lawn seats for $79. It's pretty cheap. 20 bucks each? Yeah, or 19, Adam Sandler? 19, 25 each. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Hey, it's the STL Happy Hour podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. I am chewing Nicorette tonight, so you have to pardon me if you hear um, gum in my mouth. He's getting healthier, It's though. because I want to smoke a fucking cigarette so damn bad, <laughs> but I, I was good. I, I, I thought about going to the gas station and being like, you know, you can go to the gas station and ask for singles, and they'll sell you a cigarette for a quarter or 50 cents, depending on the part of town that you're in. Yeah. And I didn't do it. Now you were telling me you've had what? Now you stopped. When was when did you officially start to really stop? I've been on the gum since before Florida. Okay, so a couple weeks. A couple weeks. All right. I did not do a good job of not smoking in Florida. That's all right. It's <laughs> vacation. You're drinking. You're having a good time. I, I just started it, and um, so then I really kind of kicked it back into gear when I when I uh, when I got back into town from that. And then, so, I did a bad job Saturday, too. We'll get into that a little bit later. I do. Yeah. I was telling you, but he goes, oh, good, I want to talk about that. I'm like, yeah. well, shit, I talk about everything else on here. Why not? Why not? So, um, I'm pretty much down to one or two a day. That's fantastic. Compared From, to what what were you having? A pack a day. A pack a day with just 20, correct? Mm-hmm. 20 cigarettes in a pack. Yep. That's fantastic. That's huge, man, for real. It's great. I feel great. I haven't had. I haven't had a chew i.e. chewing tobacco since february 13th yeah since your surgery yeah, yeah. i'm proud of you too man it's uh, i'm happy to be off it uh, i'm not gonna lie i do have times like what you were just describing like yeah actually today 
I'm doing a lot of driving on the route that I'm on currently. Like it's just like a lot of window time. Yep. And honestly, like normally when I have a lot of window time, like the first thing I would normally do for over a decade was pop a chew in my mouth and go. Yeah. It gives me the rush of nicotine. It would wake me up, kind of keep me a little more alert, you know, on my yeah. toes. It was like having a cup of coffee. Except I loved That's it. That's kind of how it is, <laughs> right? But now, now that I think about it, it's like I'm almost. I think I would actually be just more pissed off at myself if I did it. Honestly, if I started, if I went to have like even a chew, it's not that I don't think I could quit it again. I think I could. I know I could quit it, but I, I think I would just be pissed off at myself. I don't know what like the psychology is there. Do you know I was separated a couple years ago? No, ever brought that up? Okay, no. well, I was separated for a couple, for uh, about a year. Really? Hmm. And at the beginning of that, I told myself um, that I wasn't going to drink. Okay. That drinking was not going to solve any of the problems that I had. Sure. At first, I was going to go a year. A year without drinking? Yeah. Well, I thought, nah, that's a little too ambitious. Yeah. It's a little too ambitious. I did do six months, though. Really? Solid. Without, without, and we went through the Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's without a drink. Didn't give myself any like exception days or anything. How'd you get through it? What'd you, what did you do instead? Like a lot of people normally have a got, crutch of some sort. You know what I mean? Like they drink Diet Coke or whatever. They drink, you know, seven Diet Cokes instead of having a drink. I had great support. Okay. Because I would still go out. Right. My friends gave me shit for about 15 minutes. Yep. And then from there, it was, they were like. Accepted it. They accepted it. So I go out and I'd order vodka and water minus the vodka. That mm-hmm. way I could pay for because I wanted to pay for something. Yeah. From being there. Yeah. Then you know, because I was going out just going to my local bar. Yeah. Um I didn't go to the bar for about three or four months. Just I keep just, it away from just yourself. Just stay yeah, stay away. And then once I got bored. God, I, I dude, I, I don't I you know, it's sad to say. I I I haven't gone 15 years. I've never gone six months without drinking. Yeah. God, that's six, sick. Six when you, when you and think it got it. to that point. Just like you said, because I didn't set the six month or the year thing right away. Mm. It was after a couple of weeks. I'm like, you know what? This is kind of falling into this. Cause I was never really alcohol. De- I, I had always told myself that I wasn't really dependent on alcohol, mm-hmm. that I was more addicted to going out than anything. Sure. And that going the out, the social, the social of aspect of it. Um, and so it, it, it wasn't that hard for me. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, I think, I, I, I think it's purely for me a social thing. I mean, honestly, I yeah. mean, I, now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not going to lie to the listeners or to you or anything and not say that like, if I, if I'm stressed, like if I'm super amped or stressed by something that a drink doesn't help, it absolutely does. Or like, um, like we, like I on Thursday nights I work freely so I get home at like ten thirty at night or whatever and I right. have to be up at five the next morning so it's like you know at the end of my shift at Fraley's I'll have a drink just to kind of like tone me down sure because you're I, I essentially had worked at that point from five in the morning for Coca Cola till ten thirty at night for Fraley's long day and even though I'm exhausted like you're you're like your wheels are turning right right so it's like a drink would most of the time seem necessary although I guess honestly now that I think about it you. I could easily cut it out and just get through maybe a bad night of sleep and just it would eventually go away. Yeah. I was also going through a lot of therapy at the time, too. And so I was learning to channel my, you know, channel negative energy into positive and, and just trying to focus on doing positive things. Right. I built a couple of computers. I had a couple of different. I picked up a new couple of new different hobbies. You built a computer? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I knew, obviously, you were technologically sound by what you do here with the podcast. Yeah. I bought a case. 
and uh, had an old system board and a hard drive laying around. And so I just bought a few more components that I needed. And I built a computer. How'd you learn how to do that? I just did it. I just knew how to do it. You just knew how to do it? Like, uh-huh. you didn't go to school for any of that? or No. no? I, I, I worked, a, I worked a, a job like that for about four years. Really? Mm-hmm. But I never really built anything. But I had, had to swap out hard drives and swap out RAM and swap out power supplies. So, I mean, I, know how to, I just knew how to hook it all up. I had just never built a system yeah. from scratch before. How cool, man. I had no idea. Like, yeah. Oh, I wish I could do something like that. What else was I doing? I had picked up some new lenses for my camera, so I was I play. I was going hiking and taking pictures and photography. Yeah, yeah. You find ways to fill the time instead of filling it with the wine, exactly, so to speak, or the or the tangerang. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually really great. So you went six months. That's wild, man. I went uh, September fifteenth to March fifteenth, and I did get after it that wow. St. Patrick's Day. Well, no, but you know, it's honestly, it's what's most impressive is that, like you said, you made it through the. A couple things here. One, you made it through Thanksgiving. You made it through Halloween. You made it through Christmas. You made it through New Year's. But then you also made it through, which is the easiest time to be a real drinker, is the terrible grayness and winter of St. Louis. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's never a time you feel like drinking more than when it's like four o'clock in the afternoon and it's already like almost time. It's almost blackout. Right. And it's like there's nothing doing and it's freezing cold and you're going to sit inside your house. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I did. Wow. Do you ever think about doing it again? Did it ever cross your mind again to go like, uh, here's the thing, abstain from it? It totally, I mean, I could easily do it because it totally changed my drinking habits. Did you lose weight when you did it too? I did. I bet. I did. I put it all back on. Well, I know, <laughs> but I, I'm just saying like if I stop drinking, even just for like a couple of weeks, the weight just falls off me. Oh yeah. Which is crazy because I don't drink bad stuff. Like I drink vodka waters and things like that, but even then, I guess it metabolizes into sugar, and it just kind of hangs on you. It just hangs on you a little bit. I could easily do it again. Did you sleep better? I hear that people I sleep better. I'm sure that not. I did. I'm sure that I did. Yeah. Yeah. God, I don't know, man. I'd love to do that. I have a buddy, Mike. My buddy, Mike uh, and Aaron, they do it uh, once, a, once a year. They do a whole month where they abstain completely from anything, and he is he is good at it. It's crazy, like... Like, I'll go and hang out with him, and he'll be like, I'll be like, hey, you want to have a drink? And he's like, oh, I'm in that one month thing. And I'm like, oh, crap. Okay. Cool. You know? Like, you. I, yeah, you know, it just kind of blows your mind, because it's like, uh, you know, I've partied with this dude for oh, 15 years now, you know? So I love him to death and know he can he can tie one on with me with the best of them. Oh, I love when people, like, we were down in Florida, and um, somebody, somebody, like, challenged me, like, indirectly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Let's, okay. How about, hey, can I get a couple of Jaeger bombs over here, too? Yeah. When you're bringing me two more beers? Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck with me on drinking. I can, I can tie it on if I, if I have to. I can absolutely kick it into gear if I, if I want to. But, uh. Were you ever, like, I know we've talked about it before, like, you're not a, uh, obviously not, like, a drug guy or anything, but did you ever do, like, the pot smoking and all that in college or any of that? No? no none I, of that? I never did. That was never your thing? Never my deal. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, back in the day, that would have definitely been the way I would have preferred to have gone over drinking. Just because drinking's just, it hurts, man. Especially every year I get older. Like the headaches, oh. the hangovers. Do you get bad hangovers or any of that? Like, see, that's also a different thing. I've always heard that's the difference between a, a real, like, a, like a real drinker and the, the, the pretenders. Is that the real drinkers don't get that real hangover. Like they When just, I was a real drinker, I didn't get it. Really? Up until and up until about thirty six, and that's when it set in. And that's when all that shit set in. 
So I, I, I kind of teased a little while ago, but talk about I, I tied to, I, I got into the cooking cherry, as Doug Vaughn says. Yeah. On Saturday night. Yeah, a little nip, did you? A little, little nip of the old Pinot Grigio. I was DJing a party. First of all, I never drink when I'm DJing. Right. Hardly, hardly ever. Sure, you're working. I have like one or two. Sure. And this was just some good stuff. Really? Yeah. Was it a special brand of some sort? I don't know. It was the house brand of, at good. the place I was at the place I was DJing. Was it a wedding or what were you DJing was, for? A birthday? It was, it was. It was like his birthday was last year. Her birthday is coming up, and their twenty fifth anniversary was like back in December. And they were like, "Right now is when we need to do this. Right now is when we need to do it." So we're just <laughs> was doing, it a big event? Like three hundred people? people? Holy cow! Like one of the biggest ones Jesus. I've ever done. Three hundred people. Yeah. That's a lot of effing people, man. Where was that at? Was it like, I'm not, you don't have to give like specifics because it's not. Country Club. Country Club? Wow. God. 300 people. Yeah. I don't have 300, I don't have 300 friends, Alpino. I don't know, man. Like Lauren and I were actually talking about our, like a wedding reception back when we were like ambitious and thinking about what we were going to do about a wedding <laughs> reception. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like we started doing like the numbers and we got to like 275 between the two of us. For like how many people could show up, we easily got to 275. And I looked at Lauren and I was like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We did, the no. same, we did the same thing. No way, man. That's too many people. Yep. That's too... I found that, again, going back to my friend Mike that I was talking about just a little bit ago, I went to his wedding, and it was a beautiful wedding, and it was a great wedding, and I had a wonderful time. It was actually my first day back in St. Louis from moving back from Alpena, Michigan. Okay. So I had moved back the day before. We had the, He had the wedding, and it actually was the same day of the Michael Brown uh, shooting up oh, wow, in Ferguson. Okay. This is, so this was all going on in, within 24 hours of me returning. But we, uh, his wedding, I'll never forget. There was a, I, I want to say there was about two hundred twenty-five people there, and no joke, he was he the whole time, all he was doing was going around like glad handing, you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't even get a chance to enjoy your wedding because you're literally just thanking people. Yeah, just like thank you for coming, thank you for coming, thank you for coming, thank you for coming. Like, nah, man, that's that isn't how I'd want to spend my wedding. No way. Yeah, no, it's I, I watch it happen all the time. I'm like, is this even fun for you? What's the biggest one you've uh, DJed? Was oh God! Um, I mean, is three hundred like the ballpark? Three hundred usually around the ballpark. That's a lot. People don't think it is. That's a most, lot of people. Most of them are around one hundred and fifty between between one hundred and twenty five and one hundred and seventy five people are it's most a, are most wedding receptions. It's a lot of people, man. I mean, a huge restaurant. And some places are hundred bucks or hundred bucks a plate. God, think about that. Well, I had a cousin's wedding was a hundred grand. Without yeah. even trying. It was a hundred grand for that, one night. It's so stupid. One night. Dude, I was I, I actually I I'd have to look it up, but I saw it like I don't know. When we watch the news on channel four at like six o'clock at night, we watch it and then right afterwards comes on Entertainment Tonight or whatever, you know? So it's like on in the background as we're like trying to put the baby to sleep. And I overheard like this guy who's worth forty five billion dollars, he gave his daughter her twenty first birthday, he hired Beyonce and paid Beyonce three million dollars just to come and sing. And then, like, the whole wedding itself was a $12 million wedding. $12 million wedding. Dude, what? Now, the guy's worth $45 billion. Right. Let me just back up and say that. The guy's crazy money. Like, yeah. he's worth real money. But, dude, $12 million? Even if I had the money, I wouldn't do it. No. I wouldn't. I would not. I would rather set up my grandkids, 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 grandkids than to pay for that. Are you? Do you ever do that? I don't do that. Like, I don't like to spend, like, ostentatiously no. on, like, one event. I'm not an event spender. I like to have a good time, but I'd rather have something. Oh, no. See, I'd rather, at my age, I'd rather make a memory. Really? Uh-huh. 
I don't I don't need stuff. So would you rather spend thirty thousand dollars on an event or thirty thousand dollars on a nice car? Maybe that's where I'm trying to say where I come from. Oh God. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Like I love a good event. Like going golfing, like the, what you just went and did. That was awesome. Whatever money you spent on that, I'm not saying it was like a crazy amount of money. It wasn't. Like, it was a very it was actually very reasonable, but right. it, it was But whatever wh- that was was worth it. But yeah. I'm saying like thirty thousand dollars on one night or thirty thousand dollars on like a car that would there's a there's a there's there, there's a place where that where that, that where line. that where, where that objective flips over yeah and I don't know where that number is for me yeah uh, but I know I'm not going to spend thirty grand on an event yeah okay okay so we are we are we're on the same page okay I might spend thirty grand on a two month vacation yeah like in Bali or something yeah Fiji something stupid have you ever been anywhere cool like that no I haven't like those ones where it's like literally the desktop like your screensaver you know what I mean like like it's like a tiki hut in the middle of the water no I haven't haven't done that god I'd love to do that I think I think before I I kick the bucket which hopefully isn't for like another 60 years I'd like to do that like just go to like one of those one of those screensaver type places yeah I want to go to one of those places too it's kind of neat awesome so um but Sunday morning First of all, I got home at like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. That was problem number one. Uh, and then I, I slept easily till noon. Really? Yeah. I can't sleep when I drink. Oh. Up. You can sleep? Oh, I'm like a, I'm an Olympic caliber sleeper when I've really? been drinking. I can't, man. I'm up at 7. It's yeah. terrible. No, it's, yeah, it's brutal. And, and then I'm tired all day. It sucks. You don't have that? You sleep right through that? Sleep right through it. I can't. I, can't, I physically can't get up. You throw up? No. No. It just hurts. Yeah. I'm old. You get the headaches? I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> you get the headaches? Is that what you get? Uh, No, not the headaches. Cause I usually am smart enough to take uh, either an anti-inflammatory or uh, or some Advil before I go to sleep okay. with some water, a lot yeah. of water. So that helps. And Zantac. Zantac is the magic hangover cure. Acid reducer? Mm-hmm. But yeah, every time every time I drink heavily on, on, on Friday or Saturday night, I, I am worthless the next morning. As a matter of fact, I missed a tea time Sunday morning. Seriously? Yeah. At 11. <laughs> I wasn't even fucking early. It was 11 o'clock and I missed a tea time. And you're an adult. I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> I texted the guy. I said, I'm just, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Well, you'd be no good to him anyway. I said, at that I point. said I'm really, really sorry. I said, because I, I mean, I had booked it and paid for it the night before. Because like I said, knowing myself, yeah. How I operate nowadays. Yeah. I was going to wrap that event up at 11, load up, come out here, unload my stuff. Right. Throw my sticks in the back of the car. Yeah, like a normal old man. Right. And then get Your up to, old man thing. Or actually, I was going to probably get up, to, get up the next morning at 9. Sure. Come out here, unload, load up the sticks, and then go out and play. But alas, that didn't happen because I went back, I reverted back to 24-year-old Andy again. Who got you? Like, who got you started on the Pinot Grige? Was it like somebody at the party who was like, come on and no. have a drink? Or you just were like, oh, I'm going to have one. I just wanted, and... to have, I just wanted to have a glass of wine. Yeah. Because usually I have, I can have one or two drinks and stop. Yes. Generally, dude, nowadays. Generally, water... yes, I can do that. That did not happen. And then I fucking drove. No. No. Tell me it wasn't far, right? Five no. minutes. Okay. I know. But I, I, know, I bet I should have listen, Right. Should have Ubered. Isn't it weird how our brain does that? Like, you know, like in your mind, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have driven. I don't need to drive. That happened to me the Dane Cook night. Really? If I'm being brutally honest, Lauren and I went up to uh, Fraley's after the Dane Cook 
uh, after we went and saw Dan Cook. And we were sitting up there having a couple drinks and a couple drinks. It was like, dude, I'm not kidding. It went from like one drink to two drinks, three drinks, four drinks, five drinks. I didn't even notice. And then the next, and we drove home. I, I drove home like an ass. And then we got home and I was sitting there watching The Dark Knight was on TNT or something. Yeah. And I'm watching Heath Ledger and Heath Ledger's getting real blurry really quick. And I'm like, oh my God, like. I know they say it takes about 30 to 40 minutes for it to like your final drink to like get you and it got me like all of a sudden I was like oh my god so I was definitely I was definitely too drunk to be driving yeah yeah, yeah like I was, too, I was standing there at it's such a self-loathing feeling oh it's awful it? oh it's awful do you get that I get oh, that self-loathing yeah. real bad about that like I shouldn't have driven and I know better oh yeah mm. and my wife is also makes me feel very bad about sure it. yeah understandably so Absolutely. But I was standing there in my little DJ booth at uh, about 10, 1030 maybe. And I'd had, I think I realized, I'm like, oh, shit. I've had like five or six glasses of wine. Which is, you know, it was like at that point. Was, I'd be on the floor. I'd be on the floor after five glasses. It may have been even more than that. I'd have my shirt off. <laughs> it would be bad, man. Five glasses? No way. I, not, I'm not saying no way that Heavy you did Heavy pours, it. too. I'm saying me. Like, yeah. I would be like, I'd be like, hey, what's up? What's up? I'd oh. forget that I was DJing. <laughs> the party was supposed to end at uh, from 7 to 11.30. And the party kicked in about 10.15. It's like when they really, <laughs> is when everybody got drunk and got excited. Yeah. That's when most people started filtering out. Okay, we're, it's time to go. We've had enough. It's time to go. Oh, not me. Just getting started. Just got started, and then it, and then I that party kicked into high gear, and then I kicked it into high gear, and then it was just on. So how long did the party go till? Almost one in the morning. Jesus. And then I left I'm my sh- and then I then I left my shit set up. I went down to the bar. Mm-hmm. My buddy's like, "Come on down. I'll buy a couple. I'll buy you a drink." I love listening to train wreck stories. Just an absolute fucking train wreck. I can't stop smiling right now listening to your story right now because yeah. it's just a train wreck. And I knew, and, and anyway, at that fifth or whatever, whatever, whatever glass I was on at ten fifteen, I was like, "You're drunk, and you're not going to stop now." I was just going to say, do you kick it up a notch? I always kick it up a notch once I know I'm already in trouble. Yeah, somewhere in my brain, that's how dumb I am. I am too. That, is that I know. Stop. I should stop. Right. right? I should have stopped. Walk away. I should have stopped right then and there. But just like, you know, like an argument or whatever. Like, I can walk away from an argument easier than I can walk away from like, oh, well, I shouldn't have that one more drink. No. I I realized at that point I was fucked and then it was just on. (laughs) You just turn it on, man. I mean, what what am I going to do? Yeah. If you're already already going, you might as well just keep it going. Yeah. I mean, there was... And, and looking back (laughs) on it, I could have easily just shut it down. I was just feeling kind of good. But why? But Why? Because you have a tea time in the morning at 11 and you don't look oh, like an yeah. ass. Yeah. Oh, which you, I ended up doing anyway. <laughs> you ever Still, play golf hungover? Oh, God, yeah. It's awful. The well, worst. at least in the summer. In the summer, dude, like in the humidity here in St. Louis. My birthday is always around Father's Day. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so you're a June-ish? Yeah, June okay. 20th is my, is my birthday. I was actually born the day after Father's Day. Okay. In, in the year of our Lord, 1977. <clears throat> Um, and it was a yearly tradition where my dad and my brother and my grandpa and I would go out and play golf and it just got to the, because we go out and celebrate my birthday the, the night before yeah. that Saturday. Sure. 
because that was just always when we did it. And they'd make it 7.30 tea time, like, you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Trying to dissuade you from your... Yeah. Your partying ways. Right. And then I'd show up, and I'd be sweating out the Tangeray, just, come, just, just coming out the pores. <laughs> Bud Light and Tangeray and Jaeger coming out the pores. Oh, my God. What a combination. Are you serious? Do you still do the Jaeger now? Mm-hmm. I haven't done the Jaeger since I was, like, 21. Yeah. Actually, the last time I did Jaeger was the time I, my brother and I, and the only time we ever did it, we fist fought. Oh, the really? Only time. The only time. Yeah. My brother stole my car. <laughs> he stole my car to go chase a female. I'm a Jaeger bomb guy. Really? Him. Yeah. See, I, I don't do any of the Red Bull stuff really anymore. I at least try not to. The funniest story is when, it was when people who do, Jaeger, who do Red Bull drinks, they'd be like, man. That Red Bull really gives me a headache. It couldn't possibly be the vodka or the Jaeger that's giving you the headache. Not couldn't not close. It's no the chance. Red Bull giving you the headache. Right, that's what it is. Blame that, not the alcohol. Idiots. Like we have the <laughs> like I have the bachelor party this Saturday, yeah. March thirtieth, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like I'm kind of like scared. You should be. I am. Because your friends are gonna do you. And, I know they're gonna do me wrong. They're they gonna are. do me right, but they're, they're gonna, gonna do me wrong. They are. You know what I mean? Like. I'll be honest with you. I really don't want to wake up Sunday feeling the way I know I'm going to wake up Sunday feeling, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want that. That's where I'm at in my life now, though. I'm at that point now where I would rather not wake up feeling You'll like that. You'll still wake up at 7. I know. That's the worst <laughs> part. I'm not kidding. You're going to get home at like 4 in the morning, and it's... and it's you're gonna... Dude, you got to ask Lauren. Lauren. Lauren's the same way, though. Which, yeah. So, fortunately, we're in that same uh, you know circle of hell together. Oh, we're both... Kelly and I are both Olympic caliber sleepers. So you're like, well, at least it's like that. We're not ones getting the end of the bad end of the shaft. Yeah. So that's good. But like, I'm not kidding. Lauren got home from her bachelorette party at like 3.30 in the morning. It was when the clocks shuffled. Yeah. So it would have been 2.30, but it was 3.30 our yeah. time. And when she got home, I guess she was she was up and ready to go by 8 o'clock. I was out there with the baby, feeding the baby, and she was just up. Like Was oh, she hurting? Not bad. She's not hard on herself like that, though. The last time Lauren got like super stupid drunk was when we went to Lake of the Ozarks for a two-day getaway as yeah. parents for the first time. Uh, and we went out, and she got stupid drunk. We went. I took her to a strip club at Lake of the Ozarks. Good <laughs> for you. And not... Well, you're going to laugh. Not because I actually wanted to take her. I asked her, I go, what would you like to do? We were... So we got down to Lake of the Ozarks on a Friday night, and we got there, and there was the water park we were going to go to. It wasn't open on a Friday. Didn't know that was possible. At this point in the okay. end of August, it was open only on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So we get down there all excited for this water park, which said it was open on Friday, but that was because it was the week before Can that. I ask where this was? Uh, Lynn Creek. So it's only okay. like 11 miles from sure. actual Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. I think it's called like Big Surf Water Park. Yeah. It's a great little spot. We ended up going on that Saturday. Oh, okay. But we couldn't go that Friday because it wasn't open because it was the end of summer, quote unquote. Gotcha. But it was like the third week of August. Anyhow. Oh, school's anyway. back in session. I guess you're right, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, school starts in the middle of August now. Yeah. Wow. I, didn't, I did not even think about that. because we're old. We are. Like, I don't... School that's not started, even my school brain. School started Labor Day back in the day. Yeah. Or the even the week after Labor Day. Like, the Monday in after Saint, Labor Day. In St. Louis, yeah. And over here, it was always, it was always the week, like, uh, a couple days before Labor Day. And then we had Labor wow, Day Wow, man, off. that's so wild that you pointed that out. I, I, we both were, were, were literally racking our brains wondering what that Yeah, was school about. started. So we're supposed to go to this water park. We drive down there on a, on a Friday morning. We're so excited. We get there about 11 a.m. We're going to go to the water park and have a big time. We get to there, the water park, no joke, and, it, and it's nothing doing. There's nothing doing. And I'm like, what is going on? So I get up and walk up to the sign. It says closed starting like 
the weekend before that, only open on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So then we go to like the outlet mall down there. at, at Lake Which isn't much to talk about anymore. Right. It's really not, man. Yeah. It's going to be gone eventually. We all know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so we ended up going to Wobbly Boots and we had yep. a couple drinks. Yep. At lunch, which is a mistake if you're not looking to get tanked up. Right. And then we ended up going to get our room at, at wherever we were staying. I can't remember where we were staying at this point, but it doesn't really matter. But uh, it's the big place, Tantera. Oh, sure. We were staying at Tantera, which, by the way, they're changing that whole place out. It's all going to be like a Jimmy Buffett theme now. Did you know that? I did know that. Okay. So it's all going to be a Jimmy Buffett theme, which is kind of cool. It is cool. And they have like this gigantic tiki bar set up down by the pool. And we go there and now we're going to have some more drinks. Real quick. Is Tantera remodeled? Are they they're re- remodeling. They're, they're remodeling the whole and the, the rooms and everything because yes. it, it needs it bad. Yes, yes, yeah. We paid way too much money for what was there at that point. Did I'm you? just going to say that. Okay. I remember Lauren and I looking at each other, being like, "I uh, can't believe how much money they charged us for this particular room." Yep. But they are making improvements, so I don't want to cast like aspersions. You know, it probably will be much better in a year or two. But like, we go and have a couple drinks, and then the next thing you know, we get back to the room, and she's like, "All right, let's take sh- take a shower and all that," and then we have a couple more drinks there. And then we go to this place called uh, Shorty Pants, which is okay. down, and we have... Uh, we had I ate there last time I was there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We had dinner and drinks there. Cool That's place. Nice, yeah, it is. It's right there on the water. Yeah. It's super cool. Had a couple dinner and drink, or had dinner and drinks there, and then the next thing you know, I look at her and I go, uh, I was actually drafting a fantasy football team at that point. I had a draft <laughs> I was in, and I look at her and I go, what do you want to do? For a great date night. I know. I for you, pal. Yeah. Well, you know. You know how it goes. People plan it, and then it's like, oh, crap, you know. So yeah. we... Uh, I'm sitting there drafting thing. I go, what do you want to do? I go, we can go to another bar or I go, and I just threw it out there like a dart. I go, we can go to a strip club. And she goes, let's go to a strip club. And I go, okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. So now it's only 830 at night. We're intoxicated. I want to do say that uh, we Ubered everywhere. So I'm proud of you guys. We Ubered everywhere. But we go over to the strip club and it's called like, uh, geez, uh. I'd been there once before for my buddy's bachelor party the year before, like lips or, or, uh, geez, it's, it's in like a little, it's like a little tiny, oh, what are you, it's like, it's, <laughs> hold on, we're looking this up. I'm Googling now. Yeah. It, I'm trying to think what flirt the, flirt. That's it. Yep. It's called flirt. So flirt is no joke. So imagine uh, a place that's about 40 by 40. 40 feet by 40 oh, feet. Oh, classy. Oh, it's tiny. And dude, you can't even get your, your lap dance inside the club. It, you have to go out through the back door and they have a bus, a party bus, that you go and get your lap dance on. I'm not making this up. Huh. So then like, you, I get there and you got to pay $20 to get in the door. Okay. So there's your 40 bucks right there. Just gives Lauren you- gets in free, correct? No. Really? They even charge the women. Hell, dude, they're making all the money they can because they know that winter's coming. That's true. So we get there and like uh, I go, hey, can I start? Oh, can I open up a tab? Oh, we don't do tabs. Cash like, only. Yeah, cash only. Good for them. No ATM. What? How yeah, they not, how they have an ATM up on? What do they do? They swipe the card and give give you cash out of the register. Yeah, that's what they do down at uh, yeah, fucking uh, what do you call it? I ain't go cussing again. They own uh, they owned my soul. Let's just put it that the, way. I not the Oz. What's the uh, Pops Rocks? Pops. Yeah, Pops. That's yeah. what they do it. But they have an ATM there. Dude, it's terrible. Uh, uh, four and a half stars for flirt on Yelp. We had a great time. I'm not gonna lie. Were the girls good looking? No, no. We had a really okay. That's, that's are they mean. nice? That's super mean. Are they sweet? Uh, subjective. Good looking is subjective. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, they were they were Lake of the Ozarks. What you would have expected for a Lake of the Ozarks 
establishment. Were they Lake of the Ozarks eights? Yeah, for down there, yeah. Yes. Which is about a St. Small Lu- town. Which is about a St. Louis five? Sure. Six? I think you're in the four. ballpark. Yeah. They I'm, were all very sweet. I'm sure. They honestly were. Like, like here in St. Louis, when you go over to some of them, they're not that they're not sweet, but they're a little aggressive. Right. Now, in Lake of the Ozarks, it's more like there's like... One gal literally just sat there and talked to us for like 30 minutes, and eventually she looked at me and Lauren, and she was like, so can I give him a lap dance? Like, looking at me, and said this in front of Lauren, and like, Lauren's like, all right, I'm going to go pee, and like, when Lauren walked away, I told the gal, I go, look, it's in our best interest, my best interest, your best interest, everyone's best interest, if, you know, we just don't give me a lap dance, because if you do... And even Lauren says she's going to be cool with it. Like, the fire in her eyes is going to come out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I just don't want to do that. I don't want to. Because I wouldn't want some dude. I'm going to try that In front my... of me. Like, I don't want Channing Tatum. You right. You know, like a Magic Mike guy, like, walking. If, let's say the roles were reversed. Right. And we, I go there, and some guy's like, hey, can I give her a lap dance? Like, I don't want it that. I don't want to see that. Weren't you telling me, though, that you're not a big strip club guy? I'm not. Yeah. It's I'm not, not either. It's not my bag. It, it's never been my bag. I, I have stripped before. I'm gonna throw it. <laughs> move on from that one. <laughs> I don't want to know. Dude. I believe it. It's true. It's I, so you're sad. a very, you're a handsome devil, oh, and, I, and I believe it. It's just sad. I'm gonna throw it out to Kelly one time. We're out of town somewhere. Hey, just we can go it. here. We can go strip club. Just see what it is. Just throw it out up against the dartboard, man. I mean, it, it it was. We had a great time. Now, unfortunately, Lauren had too much fun and literally thought she was gonna die the next day. Like she was. She was holding on for dear life. Now, did she get a lap dance? No. Yeah. You guys just, just sat back and watched. I didn't care. She could have done whatever she wanted. Oh, that, that I'm well, all for. Exactly. I mean, whatever. Exactly. You know, I mean, not yeah. to sound like a no. It's, it's totally No, yeah. It's totally you know, different. Do you. I just, you know. Yeah, it's uh, totally different. She, we, she's so funny because she was like sitting there like pointing out like, you know, like she'd be like, oh my God, look at her. You know, like because how girls do that. Like, oh, look at her. And I'm like, I'm not looking because I know if I look, you're like setting yourself up. What are you doing? Right. Not that she was trying to do that, but I knew not to even put myself in that position. Right now, she's going to be listening to this part of the podcast and yeah. like laughing, shaking her head, but she knows that it's right. But like, if she, she like, oh, look at her boots. Because one girl had like furry boots on, which is always funny. Okay. And she's like, oh, look at her boots. And I turn. Apple and her, bottom this, jeans. Yeah. And her, this gal's like, with the fur. ass was in my face. <laughs> so I was like, no, never. I'm not. All right. I fell not, for that one. Not falling for it. Yeah. yeah. Not falling for it again. So that was the last time Lauren was drunk, drunk. So Kelly got drunk, real, real drunk, the weekend after we got back from our wedding. We got married on May 5th. Like 15 years, 12 years ago? No. 15 years. No. We got married in 2012, seven years ago. Hold on, hold on. You got married in 2012? Yeah. Why did I think you were, have you been together for a long time? Since 2010. Since 2010. Okay. Okay. So she'll kill me for telling the story, but she might, she probably won't listen. <laughs> and if she does, thank you for listening. Thank you very much, honey. Love you. Um, so she we're got- big daddies, and uh, she and we're looking for, and she's in the bathroom where she has vomited all over the place in the bathroom. Oh no! We get home, and she's trying to sleep in the yard. Um, Claire, stepdaughter, <laughs> where's mom? I'm drunk. I'm leave her out in the yard. She's fine. Leave her alone. And so Claire's like, oh, my God, I hate you. Because Claire already hate, Claire hated me. For, she might still hate me, but uh, she really hated me until she was about 19. Yeah. And then um, we bring her in, 
you know, the next day is Mother's Day, and we're going to brunch at the country club. And so I and at this point she's sleeping in the yard, and no, she gets up and she gets up and comes inside. Claire gets her up and cleans her up and <clears throat> puts her in bed. Okay. And so we get up the next morning. She's like, I don't feel good. I really shouldn't go. I'm like, you got to go. Get dressed. Put a dress on. Come on, let's go. She can. She goes to the bathroom three times at the club and pukes. We get into the car, mm. and she goes, I got to puke again. And she lifts her dress up. <laughs> oh my god uses a netting yeah what was her drink what got her what was she drinking what oh she, what we were drinking drink? we were drinking everything uh she likes right now she's on because um, you're gin and wine essentially right? yeah pretty much not mixed together course, not mixed but. together uh she's a jameson she likes jameson uh irish whiskey yeah she's like jameson and ginger or jameson and sprite yeah good stuff yeah or crown yeah. crown and ginger crown so she's a whiskey girl man she likes it but this at this time she was drinking a bunch of red stuff because there was red puke everywhere. That could have been blood. <laughs> it wasn't. It was like <laughs> like pink. Uh, God. Yeah, she's gonna kill me if she hears this. But that's yeah. all right. Just one, one, one story. We tell all kinds of we do stuff. This about is the ourselves. realest podcast around. We don't hide anything. We don't. You're hearing it. It's no, all real, man. It's all real. There's no bullshit. Why? Why wouldn't there? Why wouldn't you just right. be yourself and talk about it? Everybody's had these stories. Everyone. Has Everybody these has stories. these stories. Everybody has puking stories. I mean, going to brunch and yep. having to deal with in-laws and grandparents for mm-hmm. an hour and a half or two hours. And nothing was making her feel better, the poor thing. Yeah. I was like, here, take a Zantac, take some aspirin, or no, take some Advil. Her stomach was just going. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Here, try you know, try some hair of the dog. Have a Bloody Mary. Have a or have a mimosa. Have you ever had like, uh, just speaking of drunk moments, like have you ever had like the movie The Hangover type stuff happen to you, like stuff no. like that, like wild crap? No, for the longest time, I never, I never forgot anything when I was drinking. Oh my god, seriously? Yeah, my whole twenties are gone. No, I, I remember, know. I remember all my, I remember my, tw- I, for, I forgot a lot of my thirties. Really? From drinking, yeah. Oh man. So have you ever done anything like super stupid when you're drunk that did you even I mean, I'll admit to anything. I don't really I mean, I've already done that a million times on this podcast. Like I've been arrested. OK, let me just preface this by saying that in the state, in the city of Chicago, you have to be arrested three times to be some sort of offender for peeing in public. <laughs> Fun fact. I only know that because I've been arrested twice for doing it. Really? Yes. Both times. Once when I was a freshman at Loyola, the final night of freshman year. I went out with a couple of buddies of mine, most of which will be in my bachelor part or in my wedding party. Yeah, and we went out drinking in a small bar right next door to Loyola University called Hamilton's, mm-hmm. and we went out drinking, and I mean really drinking, because the next day we were flying out to Miami, like four or five of us, for like a week long vacation before we went on to summer vacation, you know, um, and we were drinking super hard, and everybody was like, "All right, let's go to the next bar," and it was like, "All right, yeah, sure." So like, you know, like that moment like where you forget that you have to pee. Like, when you're so drunk that you just are like, oh, I have to pee now. Like, all of a sudden, your brain's like, your bladder's like, I got to go. Yeah. Well, that happened to me. So, like, we're leaving the bar. There's, like, six of us. And I'm like, oh, I got to pee real quick, guys. And I look at the line, and the line is no joke, dude. Like, 100 people deep to get in the restroom. And I'm like, oh, crap, I got to piss. Like, what am I going to do? So, like, we get out of the bar, hang a left, head on down to the next bar. And it's just like anything in Chicago. You're just, like, walking down to the next bar. And I see, like, an alleyway. And, like, me and four of the six guys all going to the alleyway and we're all like literally standing in a row peeing in the back of this okay. alley. 
and uh, everybody finishes before me, and like I'm I'm walking on my way out the door. So you have to envision I'm like trying to zip up my right. pants, but I'm pretty intoxicated, and I'm walking out towards the street now. And as I'm just about to finish zipping up, but I can't get it, like I can't get my zipper up, so I'm still a little bit hanging out of me pant. Uh, I you see these three cop cars like come up over the curb. Chicago police come up over the curb. Really over the top, if you ask me. I mean, wow. And I'm like excited. Like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm cool, looking man. around, dude. Like, I'm thinking something's about to go down, not knowing that I'm the something that's about to go down. And these cops get out and they're like, freeze. And I'm like, gosh, oh, okay. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, what's going on? Like, whatever's going on, it's not, whatever you're thinking it is, it's not me, man. And the cop goes, are you peeing in our streets? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like thinking it's like a joke. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. Like, What? What are you talking about? Like, what's the problem here? And the guy's like, guy goes, don't move. And mind you, dude, I'm not exaggerating. I'm hanging out of my zipper at this point. Right. And it's like super embarrassing. And my buddies are all like freaking. They're like, what the, What are we supposed to do here? Like our guy's standing here in the middle of the street. There's like four or five cops. And the one cop comes up to me and like picks me up and puts me down on the face of the car, like on the cop car. And he's got me in handcuffs. And I'm still hanging out of my pants. Oh, no. Okay? So I'm like, Jesus. Uh, I'm like, hey, dude, like, you know, what What are we doing here? And the guy's like reading me all the rights or whatever, you sure. know, and he's like, you have the right to remain silent, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, what am I being arrested for? Like, what is going on? And the guy's like, public urination. And I'm like, is this a thing? I'm 19 years old, mind you, so I'm a kid. Right. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what is going on? And uh, the guy's like... You know, blah, 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 and he's yelling or whatever, and, and he goes, now zip up your pants. Now, I'm not a genius, but I know <laughs> that if my hands are handcuffed behind my back, I can't zip up my pants, man. So being a 19-year-old, smart-ass kid, I go, how in the hell do you expect me to do that? And dude, he took out the nightclub and got oh, me once no. in the back of the neck. And dude, really? I'm not kidding. He got me so square in the back of the neck, I'll never forget it. He got me so square, hit me right in the back of the center of my shoulder blades, that I literally popped up and was trying to like, I'm doing the motion now, but like jump myself back into my pants, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like jump my member into my zipper, like no joke. And then after they do this, they parade me around, embarrass me in front of like all the people that are inside Hamilton's bar, my five buddies. After that, this goes on for like, I don't know, probably 10, 12 minutes. They're just making a parade of it. They go, all right, we'll just give you a fine and literally find me $500 and let me go. Yeah. Yeah. With a nightstick to my neck, too. So, I mean, I got that. That sucked. Holy shit. You'd think I would have learned my lesson, but a year later, I got arrested for the same thing, peeing in public again. And what happened that time? Uh, uh, true story. The gal I was dating at the time, it was a female cop who was trying to... Um, it was a female cop and her partner who was a male cop. And uh, the gal I was dating walked up to the male cop and was like trying to like sweet talk her, sweet talk the guy into letting me go. She's like, come on, you don't have to do this. And he's like, I don't play for your team. <laughs> and he didn't care. They didn't care. They literally. Maybe you should have been like, come on, man. Yeah, maybe I this. should have been like, yeah, hey, you, you don't have to do, do this. this. <laughs> that was literally, that was, that one was even worse because it was like, I was like, I'm not kidding you, like around the block from my apartment. Like, Do they parade you around? No, this one was a real quick one. Fortunately, it was not near as embarrassing, and I didn't get nightsticked. You learn after getting nightsticked once that you never want to get nightsticked twice. So you just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, dude. I've done that forever, even since. Like, ever since. Like, if a cop pulls me over or whatever, 
I got the wallet out and the ID out and the insurance. I don't say anything. I don't even care if I'm in the You know, right. you're not even supposed to do that until they walk up to the car. Yeah, because they don't want you to. They yeah, don't, they don't know what you're doing. Yeah, there. they want you to sit there with your with your hands at the wheel, <laughs> ten and two. Yep, and then until they walk up, and then you say, if they can't see the in, the license, I say, you most certainly can. I said, my wallet's in my back pocket. Do, yeah. you, mind, do you mind if I reach around and grab it? Yep, that's fine. I Go get ahead. it. Go slow. Can you imagine being a cop and walking Fuck up no. on somebody's car nowadays? Nowadays, no. In 2019, to me, Fuck that would no. be the scariest part of being a cop would be walking up to someone's car because you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, Any pull- other time, you can kind of see them. I pulled over one time. You know, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a friendly sort. Mm-hmm. After and I noticed every time he walked up, he was touching my my tail light. And cops don't. I mean, they're all, they're super polite now too. Mm-hmm. I mean, most most of them are. Yeah. And I got pulled over by a state trooper in Missouri. He said, "Hi, you know, I'm Trooper so and so with the Missouri State Highway Patrol." Yeah. I uh, saw you doing this, blah blah blah. So as he was walking away, he says, "Or do you have any more questions for me?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Can I just ask a quick question?" He goes. Yeah, I said, I said, every time you walked up to my car, I said, I saw that you touched my taillight. He goes, what's that all about? He goes, that's because, he says, you're not going to go wash your, if, like, if you kill me, and you're not, you're not, you're not going to think to go wash your car right now. He said, it's proof that I was, that I, that I was here. Oh, wow. I have my fingerprints on your, so if something happens to me and they, they find your vehicle, they know that they can dust, they can, wow. they can dust for my fingerprints on your taillight. Wow, how smart is that? Yeah, just little things like that. That's super smart. I said that's cool. I, said, I mean, I said, I said, pray to God that they never have to do it. Yeah. And um, because it's so funny because I couldn't find my insurance card, and I thought I said, I, said, I think it's in the back, which is I have like a box full of shit. Yeah, in the back of my vehicle. So I'm like, I said, do you want me to get out and try and find it? He goes, Yeah. Do you mind? I was like, No. I said, I'm just worried about you know you yeah. being shaky. But he goes, I can tell you're fine. You're not gonna. You're not. You're probably not gonna hurt me. Yeah. I said you're right. I said I'm not. I said I'm not gonna hurt you. I said I'm just trying to comply with what you want. Right. I said but I think it's in the back. So he brought his flashlight back and he's helped me look for it. Too. I I have never had issues with the police. Like even with the me one either. the one event I had, I was 19. I was a smart ass, and you know whatever happened happened. But I've never had a problem with it. I got. I got. Into it one time with a cop with a Bell Fountain Neighbors cop. And that's back when Bell Fountain Neighbors was patrolling 270 all the time. Okay. Since Michael Brown happened, you notice that these small, these, the small municipalities, Creevecore, mm. Hazelwood, Florissant, and Ferguson, they don't patrol 270 anymore. Hardly ever. You're What's hardly, that about? What do you think that's about? They shouldn't be on the They shouldn't be patrolling the interstate anyway. Just because that's interstate fair. runs through their yard? Yeah. It's fair. I mean, that's how they were. That's Who controls how, that? The county, essentially, then? County and the state. County and the state. Mostly state. So, um, and when he pulled me over, it was a cold, cold December day. And I'm sitting, and, and you know, I'm doing my thing where I, yeah. well, the overpass, but. 10 and uh, 2. 10 and 2. But window's down. He's talking to me. And I keep putting my hands down between my legs, mm. like, like under the feet where it's warm, because yeah. my hands are getting cold. And I keep doing it. And I'm just doing it subconsciously. Yeah. And he pulls his gun out on me. I'm like, dude. At the time, I was dating police chief's daughter. That'll warm you up. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, man? (laughs) He he came around the front. I was looking around. He goes, stop putting your hands on there. I'm going to shoot you. (laughs) Obviously, he didn't shoot me. (laughs) You're still good. Thank God. I, I. it, That's the only bad experience I've had with the cops. 
I wanted to be a cop. I see that. I actually wanted to be a cop when I moved back from Michigan, from Alpena. I actually yeah. thought about wanting to be a cop. I even applied. Did you? Yeah. I wanted to be a cop. County? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good organization. I wanted to be a cop. You know, they got a little bit, a lot of little rules that I'm not really down with, like the tattoo rule. I probably don't really work for that anymore. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could get the shit lasered off. As a matter of fact, it, like when I've been pulled over for drinking, when I was drinking and driving, mm. um, they actually, they both happen like within a week of each other. Really? Yeah. Some stupid like that. Yeah. That's how it goes. And so uh, we're going to the boat at like two in the morning down the Alton Bell. Mm-hmm. We thought that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Came up, got my information. He walked back up and he says to me, he says, you seem kind of nervous. And I said, well, I said, I've been drinking. He goes, that's all I need you to say. Who can we call to come get you? That's like the best way that could play out. It's the absolute, it's the best, absolute way. best way that could play out. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had to do and then I had to do the the dance on the side of fifty five seventy one time the week later. Sobriety test? Uh-huh. Passed that. See, I passed that, but then also got my D dub. The oh, D dub the only DWI I ever got was in two thousand twelve, February of two thousand twelve. And you had passed the field sobriety test. I passed test. the field sobriety, but I wouldn't blow. Because my lawyer always said you never blow. You don't blow. That's just evidence. So because I didn't blow, I was I was, you know, re- considered drunk. Yeah. Or under the influence. For how they prove it without how they? I mean, if you they didn't it. really. I mean, it was really. I ended up. The, I can't really. I, I got an SIS. I think is what it was called, like a suspended in sentence or something like that. I never lost my license. Oh, you didn't. No. No. Did it, co- did it cost you a fortune to get out of Five it? Five grand and one hundred and sixty hours of community service. Without that'll make you swallow. Mm-hmm. Now all I okay. Now let me let me rephrase that. I'm going to say all I had was a couple beers and one lemon drop. Now. Looking back on it, if you have a couple beers and a lemon drop, you shouldn't be driving. In an but, hour, yeah. But this was during a three-hour blues game. So you had one beer? I mean, pretty much. I had I had three beers and a lemon drop. So a beer in an hour and a lemon drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ate, too. You probably weren't drunk. Yeah, but I just You probably left. smelled of alcohol. Right, but I wasn't taking the chance. Yeah. I, I, so I wasn't going to blow, like because I'd always been told forever, like, don't do it. And again, you know, like whatever, every situation is going to be different. Every way is going to play out its way it's going to play out. And I'll be honest with you, like I said, for the most part, it's taught me a very huge life lesson, which is just don't drink and drive. Yeah, I really just, I mean, I have the Lyft and Uber app on my phone. I've never used Lyft. I hear Lyft is actually better than Uber. They're both great. Yeah. They're have both you, great. Have you you've used yeah. them both? Do you yeah. like one more than the other? They're both the same. Did you know that Ash and Kutcher's the reason Uber had the money they got to get going? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he invested a huge amount of money in them. He huh. met him. He met the guy with the idea for Uber during the South by Southwest Film Festival. Oh, okay. That's how I met the guy. Interesting. He invests in all that stuff. He invests in all those type of things. See on Shark Tank sometimes. I'm not sure. I've never. I've never seen it. I've heard of it. I know what Shark Tank is. I've never seen it though. Great show. It's really? on every night on CNBC. Really? Uh huh. And that's with the like mega investors and so many yeah, it's like Mark, it's, it's, uh, it's Mark Cuban. Um, I got I can't think of the African American gentleman's name right now. And then there's Mister Wonderful. His name is Kevin. Mister Wonderful. That's what yeah, that's what they call him. And then there's Barbara Corcoran, and then there's another lady who's uh, who's big on QVC. Okay, I can't think of her name. And then there's Robert. Robert. Uh, it starts with an H, but the H is silent because he's like he's Eastern European. Mm. Yeah, but they're all just like mega investors. So essentially, somebody comes to him with an idea like, "Hey, I have a mop that can mop without it being a mop." Like, or correct, whatever. Some like, crazy idea. Here, like I that. invented this thing called the the Roomba, mm. and I want to 
have somebody invest in it so I can build it. Yeah, I want I want a hundred thousand dollars for ten percent of my company, which which means that they're putting the valuation of the company at a million dollars. What do you think? Would I would love to create an app? I always thought like an app. What kind would of be app do you idea. want to create? I don't know. That's the problem. There's, like, a you of, know, there's a lot of apps. Exactly. That's the problem. I don't know how you make money off them. Like it has to hit. It has to be something people need. Do you know? Like, do you think you create an app? Do you know? Like, I don't even know if I know somebody. I guess. What do you do? Go to like Craigslist to see if you know somebody. I know a guy who created an app. Really? Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that guy just be creating apps all day? <laughs> that's what I would be doing. Too. I would be throwing darts against the wall. I mean, like, because if that's what you know how to do, like, why wouldn't you just do that? Yeah. You know what I'm just saying? Just try and create something every single day. Although I guess it's not that easy. Let me back up and say that creating an app probably isn't like a a six hour. They. It depends on how what you want to do. Yeah. God, I mean, and then how do you work that? Oh God, I guess you got to lawyer it up and figure out all that stuff. How you're gonna copyright and all that stuff? Correct. That's what that's where the lawyers come in. Angel, angel investors. An angel investors. So, so you can pay for lawyers. That's pretty much what you're paying for is lawyers. <laughs> yeah, man. I thought about it honestly for a moment. Being a cop. Because I, I love the I love adrenaline, obviously. You'd be good at it. I, I I would love it. I love the adrenaline, and I also love the idea of helping people. That's why I also have an EMT license. Like I have an EMT license just because, uh, I love the idea of helping people. I know lots of cops. I have a cousin who's a cop. We have a cop who's a listener. He's a great guy. Yeah, he was here. Well, that, yeah, my friend Chris, but yeah. also I have a buddy Dan. He's oh, okay. a cop. Another cop. Yep, and he's a great guy. Yeah. He actually went to he went to school with me. I mean, he went before I went there. He went, to, but he went to CBC with me. Oh, okay, he's a great guy, awesome guy. Interesting. He's a super nice guy, and he's hilarious. I I honestly think that it, being a cop would just be a, a very fulfilling uh, job. I also think that it's probably also physically and emotionally taxing in a way that most people don't think about. Depends, like what you're dealing with. Yeah, like the worst of society. Like and, yeah, like or people but, at their worst. Like, if you're a patrolman here in Edwardsville, you're probably going to be okay. Sure. I'm talking maybe more along the lines of, like, St. Louis City or, you know, places like that. You know, that was the question I was going to ask you. I thought about it today while I was driving. If you were to, like, you're obviously a Glen Carbonite. Yes. Carbonizen. Glen Carbonizen. Glen Carbonian. Glen Carbonian. Glen Carbonian. Ooh, I like that one a lot. (laughs) It sounds like some sort of pasta. Like, if you were to move... To yep. somewhere in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make you go over the river. If you were to move somewhere in Missouri, where would you move? Middle Corridor. Webster, Kirkwood. Webster, Kirkwood. Glendale. Like yeah. Somewhere in there. I just wondered about that because like Lauren and I eventually want to move, you know, uh, a year or two down the road or whatever. Just to get like a, a little bit more room in the house and whatnot. Yeah. But like we were like, where should we go? You know what I mean? Like yeah. now you kind of you're almost depending on like we're super family oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mom and dad, you know, and step parents, and then my mom and dad, like, we're super family oriented. We keep Ensley around them a lot, you know, but like, we're like, where would, you know, so you're kind of stuck. Like, you can't really move, like, I don't want to move an hour away from them, and she doesn't either, so it's like, where do we want to go? But I just wondered, like, you know, as a non Missourian, where, yeah. where would you. I mean, I know, I mean, the thing is, I mean, Kirkwood's beautiful. Webster's beautiful. That whole corridor. It's expensive to live there, right? But it's beautiful. Yeah, and it and it offers a lot of amenities. It really does. I do get that. Living over here, what people don't really understand is that living over here back in the day, if you wanted to do anything, you had to go to St. Louis. Correct. So, 
I know my way around St. Louis at the back of my hand over all of St. Louis. Okay. Whereas like most people like from South County only know South, South County. County. Yeah. They only know West County or they only know North County or they only know the city or whatever. I feel like I'm very well-rounded and know lots of different areas. Coca-Cola helped me with that. Yeah. Because I traveled to a different route every week. So right. Coca-Cola, being working for Coca-Cola helped me with that. Those are all great parts of town. I mean, I even Arnold, I mean, Arnold is turned around and it's super nice. There's yeah. lots of, there's lots of I mean, there's Arnold's a, great. It's blowing a, up and it continues to blow up, which can only be great for property value. Absolutely. You know, but I, you know, it helps. I mean, there's jobs down there, mm-hmm. like real jobs. Yes. Not just like working at the grocery store. No. I mean, you can go get a real job in Arnold. Yes. Yeah. And you can, there's all, I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff down that neck of the woods now. Before where there was nothing. Yes. 100% agree. Just, I, I just love 15 Arnold. years ago. I, I, I honestly very much enjoy Ar- Arnold. And if we could find a home and, and with a little bit of land that's a little bit bigger than the house we have in an ideal world, then we would stay in Arnold. Now, you told me you're, you're not a subdivision guy, right? No. Yeah, not no. either. No. I would take, I would take the solitude in, in the drive, right? So I would rather live 30 minutes outside of a city yeah. than, than in the heart of the city. Yeah. Right. Like I had my city years. I lived in downtown Chicago for two years. I, right. I, didn't, I didn't. After that, it was kind of like, all right, I've, I've done this. Yeah. And then I lived in downtown St. Louis or not downtown, but I lived in South City of St. Louis for sure. for five or six years. So like I got all of my cityness out of me. That's not a word, I don't think, but I got it. Out I know of what me. you mean. It's, it works well in that context. I'm, I'm proud of you for making it up. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I got all that that out I mean, of downtown me. Chicago is just so incredible. There's nothing. There's really nothing like it. Nothing like it. Like New York is fantastic, but it's so crowded. It's so much to take in. For someone who, like for my dad, who isn't a real uh, lover of like a ton of people around and whatnot, New York would be overwhelming, I think. New York is totally overwhelming. And and I need to go back. It's been 15 years since I've been, and we we need to go back. Yeah. But just we can just drive, but we go up to Chicago all the time. Yeah. I shouldn't say all the time. How many times you go a year? Nothing about like we've been like once every other year. That's great. But we should go up two or three times a year. What do you do when you go up there? Cubs games? Believe you- it or not, I've never, I've never been to a Cubs game. Are you serious? You never been? You never been to Wrigley Field? Been around it, walked around it, but never been to a game at the friendly confines. Oh, you got to go, man. Just just go. Yeah. Just one. It doesn't have to be a Cardinals game. No, I know. That's the BS that people feed you. I've seen the Tampa Bay Rays there. I've seen yeah, just uh, go. Cincinnati Reds, Dodgers. They have a you shit know. ton of concerts there, too. Yeah. Great concerts. Yes. Wrigley, Wrigley's awesome, man. Wrigley, I, I don't Wrigley know what Villa's age awesome. you are. Yes. I don't, it doesn't matter what age you are. Like, I'm not a Cubs guy. You know that. Yeah. But, but Wrigley Field, Wrigleyville... Chicago in general is, is a really awesome. great town. Yeah. It really is. Last time we went up, so we had went to a uh, had to go to a funeral in Indiana. So we were there on Friday and Friday night and Saturday morning mm-hmm. through Saturday afternoon. Then drove an hour up to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, stayed at the Hilton downtown. Um, had a great room. Walked up to the Millennium Park. I'd never been to the Bean before. Okay, I checked out the Bean. Yeah. Then we went to, um, there was a little bar right across the street from the Bean. Mm-hmm. Hung out there for a few hours. It was hotter than fuck that day. Midwest heat. Midwest heat. And so we just wanted some air conditioning. So we hung out there. And then like, I'm like, hey, there's a sushi place across the street. Let's go. Like, we'd already had like some snacks there, like some pita and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, let's go to a sushi roll. Yeah. So you walk across the street and go get a sushi roll. <laughs> yeah. And then like, hey, there's a little bar down here. Let's walk down here and have a drink. And then we went to a place called IO Comedy Club. Okay. 
Great the place. Hell, what the IO stands for? I have no idea. Hmm. I, I still get emails from them. I got on their email list somehow. I guess because yeah. I bought my tickets online. Yeah. So Ubered up there. It's up on the uh, North River. Okay. So the comedy show. Uh, and then we came back to the general area. Oh, we went, we went back to the hotel bar. Mm-hmm. And hung out there. And then went Sometimes back to our you room. Get a real damn good time at a hotel bar. I love hotel bars. So the I. hotel bar at PGA National yeah. was a fucking pony show. I don't know why either, but I always enjoy it. It was unbelievable. Any hotel at their bar, I always have a good, it can be a good F&D. Like, there's like a Fairfield Inn in, in Lexington, Kentucky. That's what I'm saying. That was, they had an awesome hotel it's bar. It's great. It's great. You can just my belt to my room. <laughs> it's kind of great. You can just stumble on up to your room and have a big old time. Yeah. Do you have have you ever broken into the uh, mini fridge of a of a hotel that you stay at? I've never done that. I haven't either. I'm too scared. I am too of the financial. Uh, it's very. Pain it's, I would it's, be. It's a very. It's a very expensive proposition. Hey, would you like this Snickers? It's twenty two dollars. <laughs> I mean, I've ordered it room service food before. Yeah, I have too. I've fallen asleep before it's gotten there and then been oh, charged boy. for it as they left it at my door. But I, uh, <laughs> I've never done like the twenty two dollars Snickers. You know what's great? On, uh, I think most cruise lines do this, but I know Disney Cruise does it. Their room service is free 24 hours a day. Really? You can order whatever you want 24 hours a day. That's brilliant. Yeah. Like chicken strips and pizza and burgers. So the food, the food is free or the service is free? The food is free. The food and the service is free. So it's like an all-inclusive type of deal? Kind of. Except for, you know, you don't pay for, you, you got to pay separate for your drinks. Okay. Like most cruises. Right. I've never been on a cruise. Oh, you guys should do it. Especially when she, when Ellsley gets old enough to go like on a Disney cruise. You know what scares the shit out of me? What just happened with the Norwegian cruise? I saw that shit. Like it's just sinking and people are just, there's nothing like anyone an, can do. It's like an airplane crashing. There's a bajillion cruise boats out there. Oh, that's a good question. I wonder how many cruises go off in a year. I just can't even fathom. I don't even know how many flights go off in a year. There's a fun thing for whoever's listening to the podcast when they're listening. Go on to Google. How many flights happen around the world in one 122 year? Southwest flights depart St. Louis every day. Jesus. That's just little tiny St. Louis. Yep. And that's just Southwest. It's just Southwest. Wow. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So that's why the numbers are so astronomical of like something actually happening. Like so low. Right. Because like there's the quantity of flights is so right. high that the one that happens a year makes it that one point zero zero one percent. I think I might have it in here. I've never been on a cruise. I, I always I had neither. We did it two it. years ago. Where'd you oh, go? It was just cheesy little thing. We went to um went to the um to the Bahamas mm-hmm. where Atlantis is. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the name of that town there? I can't think of it. I'm so not well traveled. Hang on, maps.google.com. No. My parents went to the Bahamas. And then we go, and then uh, the Disney. Is that Bahamas? No, no that's, Jamaica. that's Jamaica. See, I told you I'm terrible with geography. <laughs> I'm awful with geography. Nassau. Nassau. Okay, okay. Yeah, Nassau, the Bahamas. It's just on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Right there by yeah, and it's it's beautiful. You know, it was it was early May, but the, and the water was just freezing cold. Mm-hmm. In May, in May it was freezing cold. What do they have weather like our weather? No, it just was. It, it was just cold. Strange season. Okay. Yeah, and then um, 
Yeah, it like drops you off right in downtown Nassau. You walk off into the little port thing, uh-huh. and then you go. There's like a little market, and then you can walk down and go to the beach. And the the guys from one of these little be- these beachside bars. Yeah, you got to buy. You got to rent chairs. Of course you do. So we had like a we had like a um, we had a group of about I don't know fifteen of us because it was my it was a bunch of families mixed together. Yeah. So um. We go down there and like, yeah, we got a bunch of people. I said, what? Uh, no, what can you do for like, what can you do for a couple hundred bucks? He goes, whatever you want. I was gonna say at that point, whatever. The, what do you need, sir? In a poor city like that, or in a poor country like yeah. that, a couple hundred bucks, big money. Yeah. Well, you know, we need shots and we need alcohol. Like, why don't people retire like that? I don't know. They should. You know what I mean? Like. It's so expensive to retire in America. And don't get me wrong. We have a lot of amenities that those poor Correct. countries clearly do not have. No. But, I mean, if you could go, like, just live on near a beach for however much dollars a day compared to what it would cost to live in Glen Carbon or St. Louis. Yeah. Well, there's our retirement plan. We got that figured out. Pretty much. What else you got? And so, I mean, we sat there for, I don't know. How many hours three, do you get off the cruise? Like, oh, when you go to the Nassau. Like six or seven. Okay. You can spend the day. You're in there in the morning, okay, and then they take off in the in the, in the uh, mid afternoon, okay. So they do most of the cruising at night, correct? Okay, and then it's mostly land discovery type situations correct. during the daytime. Yeah, it's when you're excursion. Seven are. day cruise type of deal. Five. No, days? this was a this was a four day cruise. Four day. So we left um, from Port Canaveral, okay, Cocoa Beach. Uh huh. Great beach, by the way, in Florida. If you ever want to go on vacation to Florida, go to Cocoa Beach. Um. Then. So when they went to Nassau, then we went to Disney has their own island. Okay. It was Pablo Escobar's old island. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, are you serious? The fire festival people? Uh, I'm sure that there was some drug trafficking on the island. Actually, they said that there was. Oh, so in being, the Bahamas? I'm sure, I'm sure Pablo Escobar probably did have some influence on this island. Yeah. He probably owned a lot of islands. Down there, yes. Yeah. And so, like, there's a runway and everything on there, but they don't use the runway anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, but there's a, there's a kid's beach. And there's adults beach. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the adults beach and hung out. Now the adults beach isn't a nude beach. No. It's just an adults only. No, type just, of an, deal. just an adults only beach. Bars there. Bars. Yep. That you can build to your room. You can build to your cabin. Shut up. Yeah. So they're like essentially incorporated with the cruise. Yeah, Disney owns the island. Disney Cruise Lines owns the island called Castaway Key. God, Disney. My God, what a what a mega corporation that nobody really thinks about. Huge. Like everybody talks about like Walmart and stuff, but think about how rich Disney is. And then from there, you um, we left, and then you spend the next day at sea to go back up to Port Canaveral. It's not very far. Mm. They just go real slow. They draw it out. Yeah. To make that your day. Yeah, to make that your day at sea. And then what are you doing while you're on the cruise? Well, if you have kids, I mean, there's all kinds of water slides. There's all kinds of pools. If you're an adult, you can go up to the front. Mm-hmm. And they have other pools and other hot tubs. I mean, none of it's creepy. No. Mostly no. just parents hanging just out while the separated. kids play. Yeah, it's just separated. And you can also, you can traverse on the ship and never see a kid. Really? Yeah, there's like little, all kinds of little tunnels and yeah. passageways you where you can go. a big old adult time. You, you can. have to be. It's great. You know, for people that are trying to get away, you know, yeah. like if you have a bunch and, of kiddos. Uh, there's an ice cream machine. Like on the like on, like on the third deck, where you can just walk down there and get an ice, get cream, ice cream whenever you want it. I kind of feel like that's like the key to a good life is being able to get ice cream whenever you want it. I mean, 
It pretty much is key. It's just like a soft serve machine. It is this little soft serve machine right next right next <laughs> to the soda machine. It's great. You got to root your float. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever been to California? Once I went for a Blues playoff game. Where? So where would you have gone? San Jose. San Jose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went in 2011 with my mom. So when my brother passed in September of 2012, uh, my brother passed in September of 2010. And I remember when my brother passed, um, my brother and I had always talked about wanting to go to California and my mom had never been to California either. And my mom said, uh, you know, I regret not being able to, to take your brother and you out there. So we're going. So my mom and I went for 10 days. Oh, nice. It was so cool. We stopped off in Santa Monica. So like we would just stay in a different Holiday Inn Express every night. Okay. Holiday Inn Express Hollywood. Holiday Inn Express Santa Monica. Holiday Inn Express Malibu. Holiday Inn Express, you know, go down yeah. the line, blah, 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 blah. Malibu if you've never had the pleasure, is what I hope that if there's a heaven, that's what it is. I've heard. If there's a heaven, if the if like if you believe in Christianity or whatever yeah. your your belief is, yeah. Um, if there's a heaven, I have to believe that 27 mile stretch of highway that runs oh, the along BCH. the coastline. Yeah, I have to believe that that's what heaven is. If people don't believe me, just Google Malibu coastline. Is Malibu Santa Barbara County? Great question. I don't know. Don't know. Okay, I well, do not know that answer. All I know is that. My mom and I rented a Mustang convertible. Very cool. And it was just, dude, ride with the top down all along the PCH. It was just blow your mind, man. Like the most beautiful thing you'd ever seen. It is Western Los Angeles County. Western Los Angeles. It was beautiful, man. I'd never seen anything like it. We got out. We would just pull over on the side because they have like these cliff setups where like you can literally um, get out off the PCH and just step off onto a... A uh, cliff that obviously has like a viewing tower and whatnot, and you can just you awesome. Can ju- it's it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. Never seen anything like it in my life. Santa Barbara County, which is just, uh, I guess it's kind of just west of Malibu, because the kind the California kind of jets out to the west a little bit from there. Yes, and before it turns to go back up the coast, mm-hmm. that's some of the most expensive real estate in the country. Oh, absolutely. And dude, you if you were there, you'd know why. Honestly, it's not even a question of why. Like, if I lived in California, it would be Malibu and then San Diego. Like, How far north did you guys go? We didn't go that north, man. We just really didn't go that just north. Just hung around Los Angeles? Well, we stayed in Culver City one night, Los Angeles, Hollywood, Santa Monica, Malibu. Uh, dude, no joke. I met Coach Carter. You know the movie Coach sure. Carter that Samuel L. Jackson played? The, yeah. The African-American basketball coach, uh-huh. Coach Carter. I met him. I cool. met him. Yeah, we were walking down Hollywood Boulevard, and I was like, this guy's playing with me. And then, nope, looked him up while I was standing there talking to him, Googled him. Nope, that's him. I'm like, you're not Coach Carter. You're one of those people like acting did like you, you're like, Coach Carter. Did you recognize him, or did 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 he like introduce himself as Coach Carter? No, I just, I was like, I just bumped into him. And we, I don't know why we started talking about what we were talking about. And, uh, yeah, it somehow led to whatever it was. I'd have to actually have to ask my mom for like details of what it was. I I'd had a, I'd had a nip of the cooking cherry. Okay, just a taste of rumplements. I was at that right? stage in my life. Nice, uh, but I remember my mom, my mom like googling it and being like, "Nope, that's actually him." Huh. I was like embarrassingly being like, "You're not him." I think I would like Los Angeles, like as a tourist. I think there's a lot of neat touristy things to do there. Oh, I, I will take my i I will take Lauren and my daughter and hopefully our next child there within the next five. Years. When you 
go like you guys go on studio tours? Yeah, we and went to what Warner it, Brothers. And so what? When you go to Warner Brothers and go to or go to Paramount, what do they show you? Like okay. all the different sound stages. So let me tell you how cool this was. This is no BS. So first and foremost, when we went, it was when Char- Charlie Sheen had just been kicked off a Two and a Half Men okay. set, and Ashton Kutcher had just been put on it, and it was like all under wraps. Okay. So like it was a big deal, man. Like you were signing, you had to sign away stuff, being like, if you see anything revolving Ashton Kutcher or Two and a Half Men going on while we're doing our tour, you can't talk about it. Like, you can't talk about it. Like, it was a rule. Like, it was so hush, hush. You know, like, yeah. it's a big deal. It's so weird. But anyway, so the very first thing they did was they go, okay, um, we're going to be on a tour. It was like a two-hour tour. Um, I would recommend it to anybody who goes out there. And we went and saw, we were on the actual set. Have you ever heard of the show Two Broke Girls? Yes. Okay, so you know, like, the diner set? Yes. I sat in that booth. Okay. Uh, we were on that entire set, which, by the way, a set is so tiny, uh, if, for people who don't know. Um, it's super tiny and they like switch it and move it around right all the time. So like they make three rooms in, in, out of one room. It's amazing how they do it. Like the set people are incredible. They're like the most unsung heroes of Hollywood. So, I, I, so they're not real long, huh? No, I thought no. they were. No, they're tiny, man. Well, they, so they're in big, big warehouses, yeah. big giant warehouses. And like, if you took like a sky high view, view of it, of like Warner Brothers, all you would see is like big warehouses is what it would look like. Right. It would essentially look like weed growing houses. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But it's, it's actually inside there are sound studios and they're like split up into like six different sound studios. Okay. Right? So like you'd have two and a half men taping here and another one taping here and another one taping here all within one building. It's crazy. Okay. So we went and did that. We went and sat on the. They have a shrine to fr- to friends. The show Friends. Okay. Uh, Central Perk. They took everything out of Central Perk and they literally, they literally like cut it out and kept it. And now it's like a shrine. So we sat on the Central Perk couch, the actual couch that Chandler, Joey, Phoebe, all oh, really? actually sat on. They actually kept it all together. It's, it's literally sitting right there, and you get to take your picture and everything with it. Uh, we did that. Um, we saw a live taping of Rules of Engagement uh-huh. with David Spade. Um, Funny show. Yeah, it was really great, man. Let me tell you, David Spade's about five foot three. Yeah, I knew that. He's tiny. Uh, he put lifts in his shoes. Like I watched him do it. Like he literally put lifts in his shoes to make himself five foot five. And he could not be a cooler, nicer guy. You got to shake hands with everybody at the end of it. Patrick Warburton, uh-huh. uh, all those people. Megan Price. You got to literally shake their hand at the end of Love it. Love Patrick Warburton. The tape. So funny. Yeah, he's. The, is, he the a, tape, is he a stand-up comedian? No, I don't think so. I think he may have, maybe when he was super young, but he was more so of a voice dry. guy. He's so dry and so funny. He was super kind. They all were. Like Oliver Hudson, who is Kate Hudson's brother. Yeah. But Oliver Hudson, who was on that show, came there and he had his two boys there who were twins and they were like two years old running around in the studio and stuff. It was super crazy to watch a show be taped. First off, it takes four hours to tape a 30-minute television I show. I figured that. Uh, and they have a stand-up comedian who does stuff in between... Um, like every hour, a stand-up comedian do like a ten-minute set for yeah. you while you're sitting there, just to kind of keep you entertained. Yep, and they feed you sandwiches. It's while the set people are rearranging the set. Oh, okay. So like while you're sitting there waiting for them to rearrange the set, and the actors might be going over their lines, you'll be you'll be fed like a sandwich and listening to a stand-up comedian who's like doing comedy for you, and it's great. It's entertaining. You don't ever think of like, oh my god, this is four hours. You're like literally sitting there entertained the entire time, and they're really? brilliant about doing that. See, and I would be th- and I would be enthralled just watching what's going on around me. Oh, it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I would like, tell anyone that goes to California if you have any inkling, or even if you really don't care much about television and movies, go do it. Go see the taping of a show. I would, and I would absolutely want to go to CBS Television City. Yeah. So, like, okay, like for instance, here's a weird thing they do. Like, um, have you ever wondered, like? Um, Probably yes. Well, like on a live, te- 
Like on a live television show, one that doesn't have a laugh track. Like a lot of television shows have a laugh track. Like, you, know, you know, most people on that laugh track are dead because they're, they're all the same laugh tracks from like the 1950s. Right. Right. Anyway, go ahead. That's actually really interesting. But yeah, like <laughs> so, like on a laugh track, it's it's a computerized thing, obviously. So like, but well, we were in a live studio audience for Rules of Engagement. And how many people are there? Sixty. I'd say sixty to hundred. Okay. It was it was a full set. It was and the one we saw was something called like. Goodbye, Dolly was the name of the episode. If people ever want to look it up, um, anyway. But it was uh, when they would do a joke, like Patrick Warburton. They would set, they would do the whole scene, and then Patrick Warburton had the joke, and then they would yell "cut." Now, if the joke doesn't work, like let's say the writers write a joke and Patrick Warburton delivers it, and like nobody laughs, they'll immediately call "cut." I'm not kidding you. And like six nerdy writers jump up from their seats and huddle around in a circle and like think of a new joke and then deliver it to Patrick Warburton. And then now they're going to run the scene with that different line now. So really? like, let's say like I go, you know, like you, you and I are doing a scene, doing a scene and we go to it and then I hear a joke and you do it and then nobody laughs. They go cut and like everybody stops. The actor just kind of relax for a second, chill out for a second. Writers get up and they like huddle in a nerdy little thing and then they think of a new joke and they give the one liner to, you know, whoever, Patrick right. Warburton, David Spade, whoever. And then literally they'll run the exact same scene again with the different punchline. And then if that one doesn't get a real, if it gets like a, ah, ha, ha, then they're like, mm, ah, cut, and they'll do it again with a different line. And then when they get the big laugh, then it's cut and they move on. It's so wild to see it, dude. They ran, like the David Spade one, he had, he had like seven different takes for one joke. Really? Yep. Because they were just, they just didn't work. Like it could not hit. It, it, like they couldn't get the laugh they were wanting. Yeah. And then when they got it, they knew they had it. Like, it was funny. Like, the final one was like, okay, that one was really good. Like, they really <laughs> wrote it well. He really delivered it well. Yeah. And it was really well done. And to see that, as someone who always wanted to be in television and movies as a kid growing up, like, you know, again, it's, it's so far past me now, but like, what I wanted to do was that back in the day. It was the coolest thing. It was so cool. Something I wish I would have pursued further, and I think it was just absolutely cool, is like, be like in the truck at a golf tournament. Yeah. Or like in the control room of somewhere. Yeah. Like I was watching, like on, I've watched, I come, the, the, the weirdest things come up on my, on my YouTube channel, uh, for my YouTube recommendations. It was, it was, um, the director, it was a full episode of Jeopardy. Okay. And the camera was on the director the whole time. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, and with his, the with scenes. his people, the, the behind the scenes guy, he's like, all right, ready? Camera three, go. All right. Two, go. So that's what I did. I didn't do the directing. I did the producing. When I worked in Fort Smith, Arkansas, I was a producer okay. for CBS. And that was my job was to write the news and mm-hmm. then pick the camera shots. And that was what I did. So I, I've been in a control room. Actually, I've spent two years of my life in a control room. The Newsroom on yeah. HBO. Mm-hmm. Great show. Jeff Daniels. Did great a show. great job. Uh, Don Kiefer, one of my mm-hmm. favorite characters on television of all time. The yes. game, Thomas Sadowski is the, is the actor. <clears throat> um, excuse me, by the way. Um. Did a great job of showing how the control room worked. Yeah, the so the show you're talking about is uh, it used to be on HBO. It was called Newsroom. Yeah, it was written by Aaron Sorkin. It was written by Aaron Sorkin and had a girl and had a girl named Allison Pill on it. And I hated that her name was Allison Pill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Aaron Sorkin also wrote The West Wing, and he wrote uh, The Social Network, the movie about Facebook, uh-huh. and a show called Sports Night. Yes, and he also wrote. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called Studio Sixty Absolute, on the Sunset Strip. Absolutely, really. Absolutely, I've seen that show. Every episode of it. Oh all my god, one, I own all it. All one season. Yes, I own it. It was with Matthew Perry and Bradley Whitford. Yep. Uh, 
Oh my god! Alex, I mean, there was a, uh, there was a, there were a, there were a lot of West Wingers on that show because I was a huge West Wing fan. Yes, and it was the successor to the it was Sorkin's successor to the West Wing. I had no idea. So for those who don't know, Studio sixty on the Sunset was, Strip was essentially supposed to be Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live, the behind the scenes, like who the writers were, the directors were, and then like the actors and how they all interacted. Yep. Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip. Uh, I love that show. That's one of like my favorite shows. I cannot believe it didn't go. Well, they said it cost over $10 million an episode to make. Oh, my God. Why? Well, Matthew Perry alone made $1.5 million an episode. Well, there's your problem. Right there. So he was $1.5 million an episode. Well, because he was friends. Yeah, he's Matthew Perry. He doesn't even sit down for anything less than a million dollars a thing. He shouldn't. Well, why would you? I mean, you're, first off, fun fact, those guys still make $20 million a year every year for friends. So like, why, still, would, why would you even get out of bed? It's been off the air for how long? 2004. 15? It was, it was last season, so 15 yeah. years has been off the air. Yeah. Like Seinfeld still makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Off the off syndication. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, uh, okay, so hold and on. And the Big Bang Theory guys will never need to work again, ever. Ever? Why would they? They'll make money in syndication forever. Syndication is the greatest thing that ever happened to television actors, ever. You ever seen a movie called Frost Nixon? Yes. Yeah. It was on the other night. It's one of my favorite. It's, it's super, super boring. Well, it's if, good, though. If you... Unless you like political dramas, which I love political dramas. Well, yeah, if you like the West Wing, then you would enjoy political yeah. drama. And so, and that's how, and so David Frost was trying to get these interviews to go on the networks and ABC, CBS, NBC, like, no, why would we hire you, yeah, an English guy, to interview the president and then air it on our networks? Mm-hmm. He ended up syndicating it himself and it was some of, some of the most successful television ever done. Yeah. Like, so I totally sidetracked you, and I apologize. We were talking about Studio 60 on the Sunset yeah, Show, we but initially Sorry. we were talking about the newsroom because you were talking about that. Newsroom was so well done because it honestly was so close to what working in a newsroom was. Was it like. real? Well, they were doing cable news. So they were doing a little yeah, bit different. So with, like, what I did, it was straight news. So, like, it was a little bit different and obviously not but as classy. But there were still different shows. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you didn't have like the nice glass booth, the nice glass oh, control I, booth. I will say for Fort Smith, Arkansas, KFSM is where I worked. That was the CBS affiliate in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Uh, I was blown away with how nice it actually was. I got paid nothing. I got paid $24,500 yeah. to do the job. You have to love it, right? You have to love it. It, it is. There is no rush, though. I will, I will say there is no rush like knowing that you have to put a show on yeah that's why i've always said that like my my biggest regret when they bury me will be is that i never did pursue acting further than high school and college like i did it in college and i did it in high school it's never too late you realize this right i guess so i guess so never too late i guess the way i look at it now is like once you have kiddos and stuff like that there's things you can't really do bullshit i don't know i look at it like don't so many i hear that from so many parents and and i get it yeah Define your children. Show your children the path. Don't be the path for your children. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Well, I'm exactly right. fucking right. <laughs> I just think like, well, like, okay. Sorry to, sorry to lecture you. No, but no, second. like I think about it now. It's like, well, how would you do it? Like how, you can't just uproot and move to Los Angeles. You know why what not? I mean? I guess why not? That's fair. Why can't you? I don't know. I, I that that will definitely be if, if I never do anything in it more so than what I ever did, which was just high school and college stuff. Like if I never did it. Um, I'll, I will always at least say the one thing that I did do is what we're doing right now, which is I absolutely love podcasting and I love the fact that I did have my own radio show at one point. You did. And I did get to work in television. I was on television at one point. Here's what I'm going to do for us. 
we're gonna we we should I'm gonna we'll do this once we'll do this like once a week or, or once a month. We'll get a two man show like like an old Abbott and Costello radio show okay. and reenact it. Okay, that's fair. Here's a script right here. I just, I honestly, it's just like the one thing in my life that I'll, I, I honestly feel like I'd, I'd look back on and be like, uh, I wish I would have done it because there is no rush than live. Like you know that. Look at how we're doing this. This like if this podcast was live right now, I'm telling you, there's a different rush to it. There is a different rush. You've done live shows. I have done live shows. You've done them. There is a rush to live anything where you know that you have people by their attention. Dude, it's crazy that people listen to this podcast to me, and not only listen to it, but that they. They're kind enough and honest enough to be like, I love this about it, or I love that about it, or I don't like this about it. You know, like, I think that's so wild, and it, it is a rush to know that. that I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Who's on first? No. <laughs> it's called Bud and Lou Go Hunting, a.k.a. Lion Hunting. The four hits singing C-A-M-E-L-S. That's right, folks. Musical Sting. And now C for comedy. Another musical Sting. A for Abbott. M for Maxwell. E for Ennis. L for Lou Costello. Yes, they spell camels. Your taste will tell you about camels. Rich, full flavor. Your throat will welcome camels' cool mildness. So drop a chair for tonight's show, starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Oh, my God. That was a cigarette commercial. It's a cigarette fucking commercial at the beginning of the play. I remember we were watching Boardwalk Empire. Lauren and I were watching it. We've got to do this. A couple months ago. And she was like, did people really smoke that much back then? I go, oh my God, that's all they did. I don't know. Do you you ever think you'll have regrets like that of things like that? Like, I don't have regrets about leaving local television. I don't have regrets about that. Totally distracted right now. (laughs) That's all right. I I don't have regrets about things like that. No, I don't have have any regrets. I have regrets of roads not taken. And I know everyone has that. Yeah. Sometimes it is. You, know, you got to make choices sometimes. Yeah. And that's just all it is. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I, I regret. And who knows? Maybe I would have been a shitty actor anyway. But, like, I, I think about that. I think about that all the time. Honestly, like, I really do. That's a, that's a therapist moment. In for 2000, us. I could have easily, I didn't have anything holding me back here, my family. Yep. Same and, here. And also, I was 23 years old. And needed to, I needed so much validation and approval from everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the balls to do it. But I, I should have gone to Los Angeles to be Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would have found like a personal, because I, I mean, I, I wasn't, I was a big guy, but I could have lost the weight. I still could. I mean, I can still go. I, I Maybe I'm too old to do it now. Although Ryan's 45 years old, but Ryan's been doing it since 2000 now. Yeah. Like I was okay. Like I'll tell you what I was listening. I listened to this podcast called Off Camera with Sam Jones. Okay, and he interviews um, a- actors and actresses and directors and people like that uh, from the Hollywood community. And he gets like deep in depth inf- interviews with them about their career and how they came to be. And I was listening to John Hamm on the way over here. For those who don't know, John Hamm is from St. Louis, right? Uh, and I had no idea like that his mom died when he was nine, and then his dad died when he was twenty. Yeah, and then he had you know he was a, a high touted athlete baseball and football Mm -hmm. and he just decided nope i'm gonna go out to la where his aunt lived and he went out there and did that and he used paul rudd who's a buddy of his who's from kansas city and that's how paul Paul rudd introduced or introduced him to an agent and that was how john ham did it it's like dude that could have been that 
Not that it would have been that simple, but it could have been something like that. I could have. Paul done Rudd went like to that. Kansas and Joe Buck went to Indiana, but they were friends somehow. Yeah, they're still they're still friends. Somehow. Dude, I think Paul Rudd would be the coolest person in Hollywood to know. I love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was just uh, some friends of mine are up at the Comic Con in Chicago. Yeah, he was there for really? some show, and he was yeah. they were all taking pictures in front of like a, a backdrop. I love Paul Rudd. He's like one of my favorite people. If he's in any movie, I always watch it. All right, so I need to get a laugh track. I need to get some uh, musical stingers ready to go. I'm going to load it all up on a, on a, on a tablet, and we're going to do this. One of, one of these days, we're going to do this. Eh, I'm down for that. I'm always down for that. I often think about getting into, like, like McKernan's Brother if, Has the Improv and stuff like that. I, I always think I, about that. I wonder if I need to pay for rights for this. What, for us to do it on the podcast? Originally broadcast December 12th, 1946. It's got to be copyrighted. God, at that point? 70-something years old, 80-something years old, 70-something. I don't know, but you don't have regrets like that? You don't have things like that that you think about? You don't have that? Not to get deep into your, psych- your psyche here, but... No, I like, like that. Deep is, that my is psyche. like the only one regret I have in my life. Like the one I have. I don't have a regret about damn near anything else because I've done everything else I really wanted to do. I wanted to be in radio really, really bad mm-hmm. for a long time. And then when I got into it, it was cool, you know, but I was just doing broker time with Roderick. Mm-hmm. And even he was paying for most of the stuff. And I know I'd chip in when I when I'd sold an ad and it could help out. But, you know, being able to do this here. Yeah. It, it fulfills a lot for me. See, that's what I'm, it does it for me, too. I mean, there's a, not only do I enjoy the conversation, but like it does it does fulfill something. Just having a microphone and talking to people. Just yep. I feel this show provides something. I don't know what the hell it provides. I have no fucking clue either. It does provide something though. People are listening. I know that sounds crazy and it's self, it sounds super self-serving, but it there are I there, know. it does give people some sort of entertainment in buddy some mine, way shape or form. Buddy of mine called me the other day. I, I I may have told you this. He goes, "Hey, I love the I love your podcast." I'm like, hey, "You're like the first friend of mine to say, "Hey, nice. I love the podcast." He goes, yeah, he goes, I used to listen to Alpina back when he was on at five in the morning. Oh, God. God bless him. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> so say hi to Greg. Hi, Greg. Thank you for listening <laughs> back then. I, I got to be honest. My original show, The M Express, was just so bad. I had no idea what I was doing. I really, I really didn't. I was trying so hard to be sports talk radio guy, and I had no idea that, honestly, all I really ever wanted to do was what we're doing right now. But I had no idea how to do it. it and it, it's just, it's honestly, the, I figured out how to do it by listening to podcasts, by listening to the morning right. after, listening to Howard Stern, yep. listening to these other podcasts, the Dax Shepard one, and that's why. I mean, I wish I had a longer commute so I could, mm. and but I need to just set aside time, yeah, man, to listen to because I want to learn, but I want to be better. I feel that it also gives you perspective on a lot of things you oh, want absolutely. to have perspective on, like Joe Rogan's perspective on things would be so different than most Midwesterners, even though he's from Cleveland. I believe he's from Ohio. Yeah. And like, or no, I'm, I apologize. He's from New Jersey. I don't know where I made up the Ohio thing. But like, uh, Dak Shepard is from Michigan. Like, he still has a Michigan mentality, which is a Midwest mentality. Yeah. But now he's got the California thing. So it's like, just hearing people's different mentalities and perspective on things, I think, opens your horizon and kind of just makes you... I don't want to say a better person because that's kind of going too deep to say that a podcast can change you. But I do think it makes you more well-rounded and well-versed. It just makes you more, just more aware of your surroundings, yeah. more aware of your world. Yes. Like watching the news. Yes. Yes. And, I, and honestly, I know this podcast, we sit down and we just talk and we enjoy and, and have a good time. 
But I think to a lot of people, it's conversations that we're having that, you know, I, I don't think people get to have the conversations they want to have anymore. I think a lot of people nowadays, like, everything's so derived into, like... Well, what's political. cool about this is that this we've been going, you know, we, we do these for about an hour and a half mm. every time, and it, neither one of us picks up our phone. No. The only and, reason I ever do is if I have something that I wanted to ask you and I right. have to think about the question. Or, but I never like I'm just not sitting here browsing Facebook while no. you're talking to me like like what happens in bars right now. No, when you're out and about with I me, mean, how do you see people? You know, and I think I've talked about this too. And so I'll follow up this. People at these golf tournaments, mm-hmm. and there's and they're videotaping Tiger hitting the shot. Yeah, put the fucking phone down. Yeah, man, it's Tiger. It's one Live. chance you get to see him. You can watch Tiger on YouTube all day long with great videos. You don't need a video of Tiger on your phone. Yeah. No, I agree. You I don't agree. need it. Yeah. Put the phone down and live in the moment and look up. Well, unfortunately, nowadays, it's just all about, you know, putting it out there and saying that you were there. Does it matter but if you were there? If you're no. there, you're there. Your people were still there 30 years ago, 20 years it's ago. It's funny. We have 500 pictures from California. My mom and I have five, like 500 pictures. My mom took and more pictures. great. No, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't care about those. Like, it's the stories. It was that I saw... That I sat next to my mom and watched Rules of Engagement get taped. Yeah. That cool. is what matters. Yeah. And, and people, you know, and people, I, I've been asked now three or four different times from three or four different people, like, what the plan is for the podcast here, like our, like this podcast. Oh. And, you know. We have, we, do we have a plan? Well, I, you know, well, the in an ideal world, it's like, oh, yeah, it'd be great if it could become something. What is something? Something is, again, a subjective We term. talked about this before. About how long it takes. Yeah, it takes a you just long gotta, time. You just got to keep at it. You got to keep pushing it. And I mean, it's all you can we do. We talked about Joe Rogan's podcast has been quote unquote hip for about a year, year and a half. And it's been around for a long time. And he's been time. doing this since like 2011. Mm-hmm. So he did it like for five years. It's got like 800 episodes. Before he. No, like 900. Before he even. I mean, I'm sure he had a, I'm sure he had a listenership. Mm-hmm. And, and Joe Rogan's famous. Yes. Famous, mm-hmm. famous. Mm-hmm. For making people eat bugs and shit first, and then fear factor, yeah, and then UFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's famous, dude. Yeah, I think it just it, it just takes time, and and you got to enjoy it. Like I actually truly enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like it's fun. It is fun. It's a good time, and it, I it, and the fact that it, it that it does connect with people in in whatever way it's connecting makes me very happy. That's why I don't worry about my friends not listening right now. They will. Trust Jerks. me, they will. Jerks, jerks, jerks. Not to mention, we've talked about it. The podcast thing is a different world, man. It is a like, different I world. press it. I push it. I know you do. I'm, I push it out to my friends. Every Friday morning, I take that link that you give me, and I text it out to them. Because I just, you know what? Maybe they'll click on it. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll give it a listen. Maybe they I'm won't. I'm going to try it. I'll text out to some of my friends. It's super simple. You literally just click on the link and send it out and try your best thing. Oh, is this the song? Yeah, this is the song. It's that time, Alpina. Oh, yeah, it is. We've been going for, I don't know, a long time, 110 minutes. Great time. Great time. 100 and, uh, or an hour and 34 minutes is what we're in here. So this is this is Greta Van Fleet, and I uh, found them just a while back. I, they've been around for a minute, but uh, they're like a Led Zeppelin type of thing. Listen to how much this person sounds like. Oh, lady, when you come on down, when you come on down, I said, I'm Very Robert Plant esque. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Greta Van Fleet. G R E T A V A N F L E E T. Yep. 
for the wonderful... Oh, first of all, you know, I never really finished the introduction of the show, you know, so you can find us under STL Happy Hour on your favorite podcasting app on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Music, or even now on Spotify. Everything's working hunky-dory. We hope you can find the show. If you can't, just, uh, you know, find us on Facebook, send us a message. Uh, just look us up under STL Happy Hour or STL Podcast Network. For John Sander Alpina, I'm Andy Hanselman. You've been listening to the STL Happy Hour on the St. Louis Podcast Network.